The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Stefan Leiner is with us today. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful, Toby. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you have started writing books for struggling readers. So what is it that you would describe a struggling reader as, first of all? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think a struggling reader, and I know from my own personal experience, is that person that is just really intimidated uh, by the act of, uh, of, of, of reading but then also having a hard time learning to read, which was my personal experience coming up through uh, grade school, you know, elementary and the grade school. Um, and it was just that thing to where I almost had to start over every single day um, with ABCs, with words, everything that I had learned the day before, it's almost like I had forgotten it entirely. Yeah. And that had to do with, um, with uh, me being dyslexic um and uh, starting over every single day and so that that was uh, that's the challenging and the reluctant reader aspect um from my experience and you know a lot of people deal with it yeah do you think that there are clear causes of people that struggle to read early like maybe things like dyslexia or even maybe a deprived background they grew up in yeah absolutely i think uh for me um I really, I really uh, speak and come from the dyslexic side of things. I can't speak maybe to a, a lot of other motivators or, um, uh, you know, causes for that challenge. But for me, it was definitely uh, being dyslexic. The way that, you know, a right brain uh, works uh, was probably the biggest part of, of my having difficulty learning to read. Yeah. And on the other side of people that are perfectly capable of reading, but are intimidated by a book, do you think that's maybe worse these days? Because we're able to watch films on computers and at our fingertips. And I suppose it's much easier to spend an hour and a half watching a film than 10 hours reading the book of it. Yeah, that is a really, that's a really great uh, point. I think that the environment today uh, probably does um, impact our, uh, especially for a reluctant reader. It it makes it to where maybe we're not gonna we're not gonna choose to pick up a book um, because we have this other um, venue. Maybe it's video, maybe yeah. it's audio, and that's actually not a bad thing. That's that's a great thing. Uh, that especially for dyslexics who think usually more in pictures than in uh, you know typed words. Mm. Uh, but uh, I think that for for sure for for 
people who are already reluctant readers, the fact that video and podcasts or audio, audio books are so readily available, I, I think it does kind of make it uh, maybe a little bit more challenging to go for a book instead of one of those things. Yeah, and I suppose sometimes if you don't like reading or are struggling reading, other people in the class that are really good at reading could maybe intimidate you and put you off a bit. Because I remember oh. when I was at school, there was this guy who did some sort of solo talk thing and stood up in front of the class. And he said that he could read a book that had like 400 pages in it in about <laughs> half an hour. And nobody believed him. <sighs> no, I, no I, you know what? I'm so glad that you said that because that was that's actually one of the big things of, of my early years learning to read. As I had a friend that was, I don't, I don't know if he claimed to be able to do that, but what I did know is he would go through like Lord of the Rings and all of these massive books and book series is, you know, like over his summer break. Yeah. And I, and I honestly, I felt like the kind of like the dumb, the dumb one in the group, right? Because that was just, there was no way I was going to be able to do that. I would look at one of those books that are, you know, that thick uh, Lord of the Rings or something like that and just be like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And because of that, because of me comparing myself to them, I felt like I was not as smart as them mm. or yeah, I felt like I was the dumb one. So it yeah. impacted my self-esteem a lot. Yeah. So what is it that you do in your books that helps these struggling readers read them? Yeah. You know, so looking back um, in 2020, when we started this project, uh, this is a book series. It's the Curious World of Eddie Billings book series. It's a mi middle grade um, uh, mystery series, kind of like Scooby-Doo meets Hardy Boys uh, type of thing. And when we set out to do this book, it was actually based off of a, um, a short film that we were going to do. Okay. And then 2020 happened. We got the stay home, stay safe order here in the United States, and uh, it shut down that project. But we we're like, hey, we still want to tell the story. So we decided to write a book. And when we decided that, I was like, you know what? If we're going to write a book, I want to write a book that a reluctant reader like myself when I was in you know, middle school yeah. would have wanted to read. And so I st we started to think about, okay, well, what were the things that intimidated me about reading? Mm. And more the probably the biggest thing was the size of the book. You know, you pick up pick up a book and you're looking at the spine. <laughs> and and that right there tell would tell would say you can or can't do this just on the size of the spine, just on the thickness of the book. So that was the first thing. We were like, all right, we want to keep the total word count of these books. Uh, under 15,000 uh, yeah. words. And so that was the first thing. Um, the second thing was we want to make the chapters themselves pretty short. So between five and eight pages that way, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but, you know, reading a book and you kind of, you get to the end of a chapter and you're like, well, you know, I really like this. I'm really liking where the story is going. I'm kind of, it's a cliffhanger. I want to know what happens next, but then you'll maybe flip through and see how big is this next chapter? <laughs> that oh, kind of yeah. like determines whether you're going to jump into it or not. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post.
And uh, so that's that was the other thing was like, all right, we want to keep these uh, these chapters really short. So it really encourages the reluctant reader. It's like this victory. You know, you get to the end of the first chapter and like, oh, that wasn't that bad. That was only, you know, five pages. I can do the next one. And so uh, the, 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 the structure of how large the chapters are almost encourages the reluctant reader to keep going. Because once a reluctant reader makes it to the end of their first book, it lets them know they can do it. And it gives them the confidence to say, you know what, I can take on the next one. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really good idea to have the shorter chapters because I'm reading a book at the moment and I've kind of told myself that to have a break from reading the book, to stop reading it and go to bed, for example, I have to finish a chapter. But the chapters are taking me like an hour and a half to read each. So it's hard to keep going and finish the chapter. Oh, and that's, and that is absolutely, and see something like that for a reluctant reader can actually keep them from reading the book entirely. Yeah. You know, so you want to try and keep that, that barrier. Uh, you want to take that barrier away from them. Mm, absolutely. So what are some examples of some of the books you've written? Have you written multiple? No, this is the first book that I myself have written. I've produced other books, um, but this is the first one that I've actually pinned myself and I've actually finished uh, writing the second one in this series, which is uh, Eddie and the Wicked Wood. And that'll be coming out in the spring. And then uh, I'm currently writing uh, the third book in the series, which is Eddie and the Crazy Cows. Um, and uh, that'll be coming out probably around Christmas. Yeah. So uh, this is my first series. And I've, yeah, it's been, it's been a wonderful learning experience and fun just to be able to get some stories down on the paper. Mm. A lot of the time also books tend to pitch themselves towards a certain demographic or group of people. So have you had to do that along with being for reluctant readers? Is it for adolescents or children? Yeah, you know, and that's a really great um, question. I, when we set out to write this book, uh, and I, I say we, because me and my mom uh, wrote this together, I kind of drafted the first, the first draft, and then she comes along, and we're a, we're a writing team, we do screenplays and stuff, and a lot of times we work together, mm. and so um, I wanted to have her kind of involved in this as well, and so when we set out to do this, I, I was like, you know what, I want to have a book that an adult could sit down and be like, wow, this is a really great mystery. This is really fun, but I want to package it to where, um, you, you know, a middle grade, somebody in, you know, that's eight years to 12 years old, it's really for them. Right. But I'm not dumbing it down because when I was that age, my reading comprehension was actually really good. It just took me a long time to read because of, uh, because of my dyslexia. So the comprehension was there. And so I didn't want stupid, dumbed down books. I wanted books that were, uh, that had like lots of layers and things like that. But yeah. when I was that age, there weren't a whole lot of books that um, were like that, that were short, you know? Yeah. And so that was the, that's the, that's the, I guess the challenge that I'm trying to, or the problem that I'm trying to solve with this book series is not dumbing down the content of, of the book, having it be something that is very intriguing. It's got a lot of layers, got a lot of mystery. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a middle grade sleuth, kind of like the Hardy Boys or something like that, but it's packaged much smaller. So yes, this uh, this book is targeted toward you know that eight 
uh, eighth grade to 12 or uh, eight year old to uh, 12 year old age range. But I really, we really wanted to write it to where um, if an adult sat down and read it, it would be very entertaining for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm interested to know also, did you put any kind of complicated words in the book? Because on the one hand, it could put them off, but on the other, it could kind of strengthen all the words that they know. And maybe that's a positive thing. Yeah. uh, Yes, absolutely. There are some uh, slightly, uh, there are some slightly difficult words, but Mm. that is because we do want to stretch. You do, we do want to stretch the reader. Um, And uh, we, we just had the Lexile um, analysis done on it. It's a 900 and that's kind of right around the, the level of, like a Hardy Boys or a Harry Potter. It's kind of right in that range. It's just a lot shorter. So they are being exposed to uh, words like um, enthusiast or tinkerer or disinterested. Uh, I, you know, wor- words that maybe they, they're, if they've got a tutor or something, can sit down and, and work through them, work through the, the meaning of those words with them. Um, but it's, it's not intimidating because you don't have a ton of words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, if we're interested in checking out your books, where are we able to have a little look of them? Yes. Uh, Eddie and the Lizard Man is available on all the major retailers. So Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, you can, uh, search it on there. You can go to our website, uh, linerhouse.com and, uh, scroll down and it's right there on the front page. Uh, but we've got it in print. Um, paperback, hardcover, and an ebook. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been great talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Toby. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.